0: program created by Rio Grande. Fresno County Sheriff's Office calling all cars, attention all cars, broadcast 227 regarding a missing person. Be on the only lookout for a man described as of French Basque descent, five feet eight or nine inches, about 140-145 pounds. This man was last seen on February 8,
1: 1915. That's all. Rose and quit.
0: Friends, there are several motor fuels knocking at your door asking for the privilege of powering your car. Figuratively teaching, it goes something like this. Come in. Hey, I want to put in my application. I see. What's your name? Pandas. Still Pandas. And I give you more of everything and saves you a pint of gas every time you shift gears. How interesting. <laughs> Have you any proof, any facts to back up that plane? What do you mean? I say so. I spend millions saying so. Ain't that enough? Sorry, I'm afraid not. Next. Well, here I am. When do I talk? Just a moment. What did you say was your name? Colossal. Super Colossal. That's me. More power, more pickup, more everything. And I've got letters from people. Anybody can make those claims, and anybody can get letters from people. We want facts from authorities. Hi, sucker. My name's Saban. The boys call me Chief. Well, uh, saving's a good name. It ought to get you a lot of business. But what proof did you say? Don't need any proof. They'll buy me. Plenty of them, don't think. Goodbye. Poor boy, I'd say. Good evening, sir. I'm Rio Brandy Crack. Oh, unusual name, Crack. Well, I'm very proud of it, sir. It stands for something. Quality, refinement, expense. The best family name in gasoline. Ask any petroleum engineer. What have you done? Who do you work for? Well, I delivered fifty-five million miles of police car performance to the police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and emergency equipment of your cities and counties last year alone. I'm under contract to your state of California, and the United States government specifies me wherever I'm available. See, and tens of thousands of California models. Well, you must be the first in public service. Yes, but I'd like to be first in your personal service. There are so many friends that would depend upon me exclusively if they would put me to work. Well. I'll send everybody I can into your red and white station and tell them to ask for Rio Grande Gasoline. We are glad to be privileged to present again on Calling All Cars, the Sheriff of Fresno County, George Overholt. While psychology professors argue the old question of whether environment or heredity is most to blame for crime uh, inclinations in individuals. Every law enforcement officer knows that family training can make or break an otherwise normal use in his relations with the law. When I am asked the question, do you think radio programs, the type of calling all cars, really do any good in preventing crime? I can answer truthfully that I do. I believe that anything that brings out the truth of the statement that crime does not pay does good in preventing crime. The law is not a kind teacher. The prison is not a pleasant classroom. Our problem today is to prevent the youngster from starting his life of crime, and to discourage the first offender from repeating his offense. And law enforcement officials welcome any help they can get along these lines. I shall reserve comment on tonight's case for the end of the program. Our scene opens on a cold day in February of 1915 in the little town of Huron in central California. I tell you, Maria, these things are all lies. There is no other woman but you. There never has been any other woman. And there never will.
2: But Mrs. Morris, she told you. I do
0: not care what she told you. It is not true. Maria, can you not see I love you? Look at me. Uh, do I look like one who would lie to no. you? Why do you not trust me?
2: I I don't know.
0: Do you not love me?
2: I think so.
0: You think so? You do you not know?
2: Oh, Siproiano, sometimes when I am alone at night, and the moon is shining so bright outside, and I can look way over there at the mountains, with the snow so cold and white and still, something seems to say to me, Cipriano loves you. You love me. Life with him will be calm and peaceful and strong, just like those mountains. Then, uh, then I am afraid. I see storm clouds over the mountains, and the wind howls across the plain, and the moon does not shine anymore, and I think maybe life will be like that with us. Stormy and cold and
0: bare. Oh, life will not be like that to us, Maria. I love you. I will always love you. You love me too, but you are young. You are afraid. Is that not so?
2: Sometimes I am afraid.
0: Oh, do not be afraid, Chiquita. I will protect you. I will be like a and strong and calm. But I will not be cold, dearest Amelia. Oh, let the clouds come and hide the moon. Let the winds come and howl around the houses like hungry coyotes. My arms will be about you, and you will be safe and
1: warm.
2: When you talk to me that way and hold me in your arms, I forget about the stone clouds. My heart wants to sing and tell everybody I love Cipriano. She loves me. We are going to be married. Nice. Oh, Teresa. Te amo. Te amo. Here, what's going on out here?
3: Get
2: into the house, Maria. Get, I say. But Mrs. Morris, I
3: didn't do, do anything wrong. Do you want to keep on working for me in my house, Maria? Yes, Mrs. Morris. Then get As you, young man. I told you a dozen times, stay away from here. That bird's too good for the likes of you.
0: Who are you to say, Maria? Too good for me? I love Maria. She loves me. We are going to be married. And you cannot stop us.
3: I can't, eh? that's what you think. Let me tell you something, the young buckaroo. If I catch you hanging around this girl again, or any other girl who works for me, I'll make you wish you'd never heard of this ranch.
0: Just what will you do?
3: you come around here again, and I'll show you what I'll do.
0: I am going to marry Maria.
3: Over my dead body. For us. But just the same, I will marry her. If you ever set foot inside this yard again, Maria will be mourning a corpse.
0: I will kill anybody who tries to come between Maria and me.
3: That's a game two can play, young fella. Remember that. <laughs>
0: Diana, my friend, what is the trouble? Uh-huh. Maria. Uh, what about Maria? Well, Moran woman is torn her against me. Ah, that's not I thought Maria loved you. She did. Then how did Mrs. Moran turn her against you? Well, that I do not know. But she has. When did you see her last? Uh, Maria, a week ago. I went to see her last night, with. But... You will not talk to me. Well, forget yeah. her. Women are like that. Maria is not like that. No, nah, they're all the same, I know. Do not say things like that about Maria. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't get angry, my friend. I meant nothing against her. Just all women. That has been my experience. She is not like that. Ah, you're a hot-headed fool, Cipriano. Don't call me fool. Oh, come on. cool off. Forget the whole thing. Oh, oh I'm sorry, Constanza. I lost my head. I've been so worried. Why don't you go away? Some other place to work. Try to forget, Maria. Where would I go? I have no money. Only my teams and wagons and a little piece of corn lands up the creek. You might sell your teams. Who would buy them? All the men we know around here are poor men, like ourselves. Even you need money as badly as I do. I will tell you a secret, my friend. I have $1,700 in the bank. You wow. are? Yeah, I have been saving it for a long time. But why? Uh, I thought maybe I might be able to persuade you to sell me your outfit. I could start in business for myself. Oh, but seventeen hundred dollars is not enough. I, I would have to have at least 2000 The outfit is worth much more than that. even. I know it, but uh, I know a fellow who will buy one of the things from me, and with that I could pay you the rest of the money. Oh, oh that's wonderful. I can leave yours I yeah, yeah. And go someplace where the, no one knows and Start all over again. It is a great opportunity, my friend. <laughs> when can you get some money, Constance? Just as soon as I see the other man. And uh, when I have looked at the land, looked at the land. Oh, but yes, the land, it is good land. Oh, I don't doubt it, Cipriano, I don't doubt it, but I want to see for myself if it is good corn land. Well, I've raised many crops of corn on it. Yes. But I still must look at it for myself. Oh, very well, then. Uh, tomorrow we we'll are go to look at it. In the morning, that will be all right? Yes, in the morning. <laughs> Next morning, as a steady rain blew across the kettleman plains, two men drove along the deserted road that led to the cornland. Curious eyes watched them drive away. Curious minds wondered why Constant McVeigh and Cipriano chasing, were driving down the country road in the rain behind a pair of borrowed horses. Late in the afternoon of that day, Constant McVeigh returned the weary team to the stalls of Huron's own delivery stables. In the surrey, mud splattered, lay a muddy shovel and a paper bag filled with mushrooms. The cold February night had fallen, and the light of scattered lamps was appearing in windows as Constance McRae unhitched his tired horses and went into the office of his employer, Mike Xavier, owner of the state. Hello, Mike. I'm back. Have any trouble? Yeah. Trouble? With mud. Oh, <laughs> no. I went out and drove around over to land a little... Wasn't very muddy. I, uh, put the team up and set 'em. Okay. See you in the morning. Oh, uh, Mike, uh, here's a bag of mushrooms I picked out there today. Hmm? Uh, maybe your sister could use them, huh? Eh? Mushrooms? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure, thanks, Thompson. And, uh, Mike, uh, I'm going to San Francisco tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could get somebody to take my place right away. Ain't this a little sudden? Well, uh, not exactly, uh. You see, I got to run up to San Francisco for a week to send up the papers on Cipriano's stuff,
1: and, uh,
0: well, I'll be wanting to start my own business when I get back. Well, I guess I can make some arrangements. Uh, thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. Well, I'm going over to the room. If yes, Sam comes in, send him over. Will you? Sure. But Constance McVeigh did not come back. Letters which were forwarded returned unclaimed. No word was received from Cipriano Ferguson or his companion, Constance McVeigh. The two men had completely vanished. The rain ceased, and February became March. One day, a suspicious man went to the office of Ed Arnold, constable. Come on in, Sam. Sit down. Now, what's on your mind? Oh, it's that fellow McVeigh, he calls himself. He sold me a pair of mules for $900. I gave him 300 cash, and I was going to give him the rest when he got back from San Francisco, but he never came back. Well, what are you worrying about? You've got the team, haven't you? Yes, but I never got a bill of sale. And besides, the team belonged to Cipriano Ortizum. He hasn't been back either since he went away with that McVeigh. What's wrong with that? Well, it looks funny. This McVeigh and Cipriano, they lived together. McVeigh always talked about needing money, and then all of a sudden he shows up with enough to buy Cipriano's jeans. At least he said he bought them. But where's Cipriano? Have you looked for him? Well, sure. But we can't find Hyde nor hear of him. And you can't find McVeigh, huh? No. Where did Cipriano and this fellow live? Well, they had a room together close to the livery stable, upstairs over an old store. Well, maybe we better take a walk over there and see if we can get a line on these fellas. place? Yep, this is the place where they lived. Certainly torn up. Hey, wait a minute. But well, there's the suitcase that McVeigh said he was taking to Cipriano. Yeah? Let's take a look. Well, yeah. looks like McVeigh didn't take Cipriano's clothes with really. him. He said he was. Did you say this McVeigh fellow left here with them? Yep. And came back alone? That's right. Know anybody who might have a grudge against Cipriano? Well, he he had a few arguments with Mrs. Moran. Anything serious? I don't know. What did they argue about? Cipriano's girl, Maria. Woman, eh? I think it would be a good idea to talk to Maria. Mrs. Moran and Cipriana quarrel about? Me. You?
2: Yes, senor. Cipriano and I, we are in love with each other. Mrs. Moran, she did not like for us to be spending so much time together. She and Cipriano quarreled about it.
0: Did Cipriano say he was going away?
2: No, senor. He said we were going to be married, and nobody could stop us.
0: Uh, what did Mrs. Moran say to that?
2: She said, all oh, my night dead Hmm. Uh-huh.
0: Where is Mrs. Moran?
2: She's in the house. Should I call her? Yes. Mrs. Moran. Mrs. Moran. Senor Arnaud wants to see you.
3: What is it, Maria?
2: Senor Arnaud, the constable. He wants to talk to you.
3: Oh, hello, Ed. How are you?
0: Pretty good, Mrs. Moran. And you? Can't complain. Looks like you're going to have a lot of trouble over in Europe.
3: Ed... Did you want to talk to me about the war or something else?
0: Well, as a matter of fact, I'm trying to get a line on young Erdison.
3: What about him?
0: That's what I'm asking you.
3: Hmm, I don't know anything about him. I told him to tear out of here and stay out and keep away from Maria. I haven't seen him since.
0: And when was this?
3: Mm, about a month ago. Why? Just curious. You're more than curious, Ed. What's on your mind?
0: You didn't do away with Cipriana, did you?
3: Are you crazy?
0: Nope, but he hasn't been seen since you had a fight with him, and you say you did have an argument. I'm just putting two and two together.
3: Well, you're getting the wrong answer, Ed. I don't have any idea where the boy is or what happened to him.
0: What makes you think something's happened to him?
3: Oh, well, nothing particular. All I know is he was supposed to have left town with that McVay fellow. Find him, and you'll know where Cipriana is.
0: I've already checked on him. He's missing, too.
3: Listen, Ed. I'm not afraid of any investigation you might make. But I'll tell you somebody who saw Miss Way before he took the train. You might try talking to him. All right. Who is he? Hugo Subran, the blacksmith.
0: What does he know about Erdison?
3: Why, don't you ask him?
0: All right. Think of will. All right. So, put that wagon tire down. And some here... Oh, no, Ed. What's on your mind? Seen Cipriano Edison or Hanson MacLeod around lately? Well, that was about three weeks ago. So. Not since they drove off in the rain one morning. Haven't seen them since, eh? Oh, I haven't seen Cipriano at least. No, any idea where they might be? Well, I've got an idea what Cipriano is. That's so. Where? I've got a hunch we'll find him somewhere out on his farm. What makes you think he's out there? He went out there with McVeigh, didn't he? Sure. And he hasn't been seen since. No. No. I saw McVeigh at the station the night he left. He told me about he was meeting Cipriano and going on to San Francisco with him. But he didn't have Cipriano's clothes with him, and I know Cipriano didn't take them with him when he left that morning. How do you know? Because I saw the Therry before they left, and all it had in it was a shovel. It had the same shovel in it when the Therry came back, but it was muddy. I was just outside my office next door when Mackay came in, and his shoes were muddy too. He gave Mike some mushrooms. He said he picked along the road, but I happen to know that the only mushrooms out that way grow on the corn land. Notice anything else? What? Oh, not right there. But later on that night I went over to see Manvey. He told me a day or two before that I had gone. He wanted me to look at Needed to see. Anything. Well when I got there he was packing Cipriano's clothes. And I saw Cipriano's gun in the suitcase. Yes, I saw that too. I know there's something else. That night I was talking to Manvey. What was that? Manvey had his thumb bandage. I asked how he heard it. And he said... Uh, he cut it with a knife well, while he was packing with a bandage uh, split off in his, oh, I his uh, to a teeth mask. Teeth mask? Yeah, that teeth mask. Is mm. that a shovel around here, Hugo? No. Mike's got the same one like they used last month. Let's go over and get it and get a team and drive out to Siparana's farm. Yeah. Tastily pitching the same team that had been driven by McVeigh and Bortissom a few weeks before, Constable Arnold and Hugo Suburon started out. Following the route, McVeigh had said he followed. At last, they reached the jump through the road leading to Cipriano's farm. Whoa. You see any tracks that look like the Surrey might make? I see you right there. Heating up to the left. Yes, I see. Luckily, it has not go since They disappeared, Mm-hmm. I... Uh-huh. There are two sets of tracks there. Yeah. Two sets of hoop prints. One set coming out, and one going in. Looks like the team was being driven pretty fast coming out. Yeah, at least at a trot. Well, we might as well get on over to Cipriano's farm. It's straight ahead, bottom by. Get up. Come on, get along. I'll pull up a minute. Looks like the tracks are turning up the creek right here. I don't see any reason for a man driving up this creek if he's looking for cornland. I still have my doubts about that cornland story. Oh, what do you mean? McRae never struck me as being the kind of man who'd be interested in, in farming. Maybe you're right. But what about the fellows who took Cipriano to Calinga? You didn't see any buggy or wagon tracks going that way, did you? I come to think about it. I didn't. Whoa! Whoa, I said. What is it? Look! Where? Right under that bush. There. Oh. uh, let's get that shovel and see what's under there. Here's where the surrey tracks turn around. Mm-hmm. What do you think you find? I don't know. Yes. There are a lot of tracks around here. Footprints. Uh mm-hmm. huh. But do you notice that only one set of them lead away from here? Yeah. That looks bad. Crazy yeah. stuff. Found something. Uh huh. The body of Cipriano Artisan. <laughs> Constable Arnold was right his shovel soon uncovered the grisly evidence of the murder of Cipriano, his skull caved in by a shovel, his neck broken, his body thrown into the shallow grave while life still pulsed through his veins. No longer was the question, where is Cipriano's work? But it now became, where is Constance McVay, his murderer? For months, every law enforcement officer of Fresno County searched for the missing man. Circulars were distributed to the thousands throughout the United States. Rewards were offered by officials and citizens. Time passed, and constants like day became a dim memory.
1: War flared
0: in Europe and in Dallas America. Women took their places with men at the voting booth. Prohibition became a legal fact, but not an actuality. Somewhere a brick was thrown, and a million homes heard voices and music thousands of miles away. A lone flyer wings his way eastward into the first solo flight across the Atlantic. Paper portions pyramided, soared to unheard of heights, then crumbled overnight. Uncold wealth suddenly became abject poverty. Then, 15 years after the body of Cipriano Worcestershire was taken from his smothering bed of earth, Under Sheriff Frank Lemoyne of Rawlins, Wyoming, arrested a man known as Julian Eisenhower. Well, Eisenhower, you ready to admit you stole that steer and killed it? Yes, sir. Why'd you do it? Well, I needed money to buy clothes for my wife and children. How many children have you got now, Julian? Three. Two boy and a girl. Mm. Well, didn't it occur to you that it might not be the best way to help them? No, I didn't think about that. You know, you shouldn't have used a horse, Julian. Horse hoofs are easy to follow in the snow.
1: Yes,
0: I know. Well, Julian, we aren't going to press this charge against you.
1: You're not?
0: Nope. Then I can go home now? Well, not just yet. You see, I'm waiting for the train to get in. For the train? Yeah. Bringing the sheriff of Fresno County. You know, out in California. He's coming to take you back. Take me back? I uh, don't understand. You will. I have an office. This is Sheriff Jones, the officer I told you about. Howdy, McBerry. Here's that circular, Sheriff. Well, I'll be doggone. March 22, 1915. That's a long time, Lemoyne. Well, I wired you as soon as we found it. Charlie Johnson, that's my jailer, and I were looking through some old warrants and wanted circulars the night we arrested Ivanov, or, as you call him, McVeigh, for stealing the steer. That name seemed familiar to us somehow. When we found that circular, I knew we had your man. He ah. hasn't changed much, has he? No, not much. Well, when do you want to start back with him? Oh, just as soon as Sheriff Horton will let me take him. Well, I guess we might as well let him tell his family goodbye and get him ready to go. See that grave, McVeigh? Yes. That's a little deeper than the one you buried him in, isn't it? I didn't do it. No. What tell him, doctor? Looks like a blow on the head with a flat object. Probably a shovel. No, no, I didn't hit him with a shovel. What did you tell him with, McVeigh? It was an accident. Yes, that's it. It was an accident. He was, he was going to shoot me. His gun fell out on his seat. We fought for it. He was going to shoot me. I, I bent his arm around, like this, in the back of his head. Then, the gun she went off. I felt him get limped. I knew he was dead. I was scared, and I buried everybody there so no one would find it. But somebody did find it, McVeigh, fifteen years ago, and there were no bullet holes in the skull. It was an accident, I tell you. The bullet, she went in right here, back of the ear. Any bullet holes in that skull, Doctor? Nope, Sarah. Just caved in right here. Take it away. Take it away. Take it away. All right, McVeigh. Tell us about it. We. Oui. We went out to the corn land. I was going to look at it. He thought I was going to buy it. But I wasn't. Uh, I didn't have money enough to buy anything. I had to have money, too. Because the fellow who knew me before, he was going to turn me over to the officers. They said I stole some horses up in Montana. I didn't steal them. But this fellow, he was going to tell the sheriff that I did. I had to pay him. I had to have Cipriano's money. When we got out of the corn land, Cipriano, he got out of the buggy. And talk to mushrooms. Look, Constance. See the mushrooms. We will take them back tomorrow, you know? Yeah. you want to. You are so strange, Constance. Why are you getting the shovel out? I want to dig down a little ways to see if the land is rich enough for the corn. Oh, it is rich enough, all right. So, you take the mushrooms tomorrow, will you? No, my friend. You'll never take anything to Maria. Or to anyone else. I shall have Maria all to myself, my friend. Go ahead and pick your mushrooms. You'll never eat them. Hold What are you doing? Why are you looking at me that way? Put that shovel down, Constance.
1: No. so I do that,
0: Now, Cipriano, the things are all mine. Everything is mine. I shall sell them all, Cipriano, and buy pretty things for Maria. She shall be mine too, Cipriano. Maria shall be mine, all mine. She shall love me. That was the way it happened, Sheriff. That was the way he died. Why did you run away if you love the girl? Why didn't you stay around? I don't know. I was afraid. I was afraid. In just a moment, Sheriff Overholt will conclude our program. I have a confession to make friends. Rio Grande de Gasoline has a police record. It has a record 55 million miles long, achieved in a single year by being the gasoline that powers more police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other emergency equipment wherever it is sold than any other brand. Think of it. A 55 million mile endorsement for the most qualified buyers and users of gasoline. And now... Building that record to even greater heights is the fact the state of California and the United States government have recognized the superior qualities of Rio Grande de Clash and have specified it for use in their emergency automotive equipment. In the face of these facts, how can an intelligent buyer use those average gasoline? Drive into the nearest red and white Rio Grande station. Tank up with Rio Grande de Clash. You'll get police car performance with the finest gasoline that money can buy. And now, sheriff overhaul. Mike Bay was tried at Prairno, found guilty of murder, and sentenced to San Quentin, where he has paid for his crime. How he eluded the law for 15 years has always remained a mystery, but the keen eyes of officers of, at Rollins, Wyoming, brought about his capture, and he has since learned that, as usual, his crime did not pay. Thank you, Sheriff Overholt. The all cars, attention to all cars, it can't break the broadcast 227 regarding a missing person. This man was found
1: murdered. That's all. Rose request.
0: <laughs> the your narrator, Patrick Linsley, bidding you good night for Rio Grande